Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. This is this I remember, first hand, second hand, otherwise. Mary Ferguson, Katie and Kay. Tonight, my guest is Cindy Wardlaw, and she is going to share some of her memories with us. Cindy, tell us some of your early experiences in this community and how long you've lived here. Oh gosh, Mary. Um, I've actually been in the Redstone area since 1949, Uh-oh. when I was about six months old. <laughs> My grandparents, Millard and Gladys Hobson from Kingman, Kansas, which some of our listeners may remember them, purchased a home in Redstone in about 1947. A good friend of theirs from the Cayman community was Judge Hay. He had bought a cabin in about 1945. My grandparents used to come to Gunnison all the time and came over to visit Judge Hay, fell in love with the Redstone community, and purchased a cabin there. Great. That's 49. So you've been here a long, long time. Right. Actually, I was just kind of a summer resident of the Redstone and and Carbondale communities for many years. The Redstone Mansion, I guess, has been sold recently for $2 million. That's what I hear. It's just amazing. uh, I hate to have Canada moving in, but nevertheless, (laughs) there's nothing we can do about it. It is really a, well, it's history. True. Very true. And then how long have you lived in Carbondale? Uh, my husband and I moved back to Carbondale in 1974. Like I said, I used to come out to Redstone every summer since I was six months old, so I feel like I'm a native A there. native. Well, you would be, really. Yeah. <laughs> now that you're back, you are a native. Right. But I can so. remember as a child, we used to be able just to run free, play with the neighbor kids, and it was perfectly safe. You know, the yes. Redstone was a very isolated community, but yet everyone was very friendly. We knew everyone. We used to come into church in Carbondale all the time, and we knew everyone in Carbondale. I used to know everybody knew mm-hmm. all their kids and their pets and everything, and it bothers <laughs> me now. There's so many people that I don't know anymore. Yeah. But uh, that's growth. I think by continuing to reach out to the new people and make them a part of the community that we can hopefully cross that bridge too. Yes, we need to. We will we'll have to because because we live here doesn't mean other people can't live here. True. At one time, well, years ago, there were about 200, 250 people in Carmentino. Mm-hmm. And now there's, well, I'd say 4,000 right in the in the town itself, plus another 10,000 around us. 
I agree. I can remember coming into Carbondale for church in our old Willie's Jeep. Yes. <laughs> Third gear at max was maybe 25 miles an hour on that old dirt road. That's about all you wanted to do. But um, the Carbondale Community United Methodist Church on 2nd Street yes. was literally the end of the road. And it was just all cow pasture out there. All, all field. Mm -hmm. all, all farm. Do you remember the dips in the road coming down? Oh, yeah. To keep the speeders <laughs> from speeding? Mm -hmm. Well, of course, when I first knew it, it was a dirt road. Mm -hmm. And then it was a graveled road. And uh, so it's that road's been worked on in many, many shapes and forms. That's true. Well, did you know any of the Osgoods as you were growing up? No, I didn't, but I'm sure my folks did. I'm sure they did. And of course, the mines that were around there. Mm -hmm. all. Yeah. How large a family do you have? Uh, my husband, Len, and I have two children. We have a son, Aaron, and a daughter, Amy. Aaron is 25 right now. He's working on his doctorate with the University of Oklahoma State University in conjunction with NASA. Right now he's temporarily on assignment at Columbus, Mississippi. He is a jet pilot. Goodness. <laughs> you don't look old enough to have a son 25 <laughs> years old. Well, thanks. <laughs> and our daughter Amy is 22. She is in Denver right now attending Metropolitan State College. She is working on her teaching certificate. She wants Great. to work with middle school kids. That's, that's the best place to be. I yeah. wish I could be back there again because they're really my favorite people, fourth graders. Mm -hmm. Well, I taught here for 27 years. Yeah, and, I remember. And then I taught in all the country schools. I hate to see, hated to see the country schools being consolidated into a town school mm -hmm. because bigger isn't always best. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, our schools are so big now, and teachers don't have that one-to-one -one advantage that we used to have. Yeah. So, and you were taking some classes recently, right? Um, yes. A year ago, December, I finished a bachelor's degree in nursing from Regis. Oh, great. And then I lived in Denver from January to August of last year doing a nurse practitioner program. Great. And I'm now back working at a clinic in Glenwood doing women's health care. Great. I really love doing what I do. One of my sons became a doctor, and his daughter now is going to school in Columbus, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And she's working on a doctorate in biochemistry. Oh, wow. And uh, oh, she's a very dedicated person also. She's a ballerina and has been dancing for well since she was two years old. Well, it takes quite a balance to do that. Yes. It's a really hard field. But that's her recreation. Mm -hmm. She works too hard in keeping up her scores and all. Mm -hmm. But um, I, of course teaching is, as far as I'm concerned, the only profession. And I wouldn't be a doctor. My sister's a nurse, but not I. And when we were growing up, I was always teaching her. And 
she had to learn the multiplication tables and she'd always <laughs> eat a slice of bread after I <laughs> threw with her because she said that helped her remember. But I wore patches and swallowed a lot of clay pills <laughs> so she got even with me. Well, talking yeah. about combined schools, um, my husband and I both have talked about the Carbondale schools because both of our children attended school yes. K through 12 here. Carbondale, a lot of people don't really remember, combined with basalt yes, for a couple of years. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yes. And that's when it became Roaring Fork High School in 61 yes. and 62. And then basalt decided they wanted to go back to their own school system. And we just continued to remain Roaring Fork from there on. Yes, it was the Carbondale Union High School. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, I have four generations that have gone through this school. Oh, gosh. So we have, uh, well, it's our school, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of and the teachers that had taught my husband in the various grades also had our children. Yes. They were Connie Hubble and yes. Mr. Darian. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other teachers remembered. Time passes on. Oh, it does. Doesn't wait for us. Right. I remember Eileen Meredith, and she used to love her teaching, too. Yes, she was a great teacher. Well, we had uh, quite a lineup of one time with the teachers from first grade on up through the eighth grade. And when they got through all eight of us, why, they were almost professors <laughs> on their own. <laughs> I can imagine that. Gosh, I can remember Peg and I own from when I was just a little bitty in Redstone. Yes. Peg used to do a lot of painting up there, and that's how I got to meet him. My grandfather bought a white horse from Peg years ago. So it's kind of a lot of fun being up there and having the horse and just being able to walk around up there and know everybody and having fish fries on Friday and nights and sitting around and visiting and the kids playing and having a wonderful sense of community. It's, uh, well, it was a, a small hometown mm-hmm. community. Everybody knew everybody. and I never locked the door until the last couple of years or so. Yeah. But that's, that's growth. I remember coming out one summer Gosh, I don't remember how old I was, but of course back in Kansas where I was from, we had television. I can remember coming out and feeling a sense of sadness that my friends in Redstone and Carbondale all of a sudden had television too. It had kind of lost that special touch of just kind of a place that time had forgotten. What part of Kansas? Oh, I was born in Kingman, grew up in St. John. And went to nursing school. uh, Well, Great Bend, Mm -hmm. that part of Kansas. Yeah, Great Bend is just north of where I grew up. And he came here because there was no wind here. (laughs) It wasn't even a breeze. Mm -hmm. And uh, his relatives, when they'd come to visit him, they would say, how can you live out here in this pile of rocks? Anyway, when we visited Kansas, I thought, how can you live out here on this flat plain? <laughs> and, uh, but as we were, as my husband lived here, 
when we did visit Kansas, he said, let's go home. Carbondale became his home, too. Mm -hmm. And the pile of rocks isn't quite quite a pile of rocks as the Kansas people thought it was. <laughs> and Kansas isn't as flat as I thought it was. Yeah, it has a lot of beautiful rolling hills. Yes, it does. It's just gorgeous. A lot of people haven't learned to look for the beauty wherever they are. And that was a value that I grew up with, was looking at people, looking at places, finding the good in them. Monsopras. You bet. I used to look at Monsopras the very first thing in the morning. Now I've got too many trees around there and I can't <laughs> see it. I go out in the middle of the road to see it. Mm -hmm. But Monsopras is, is a calling card for us. Oh, you bet. I can remember when we would leave, we'd come out in May, since the school was out, and after Labor Day, we'd have to go back home. And my younger sister and I used to do a lot of singing together. And we would just sing America the Beautiful and look at Sopris and would be sad because we were leaving. You know, I almost asked you to sing. I enjoyed you singing in church the other time. Oh, well, thank and you. And it was just great. I just listened with both ears. <laughs> and I thought, wouldn't it be great if you'd sing a song for us over Katie and Kay? Oh, goodness. I don't know that I could tonight. I'm coming down with a cold. I'll, oh, yes. I'll do that sometime. All right. Because I do enjoy singing. It's a real gift that I have been given. Not everybody can sing. <laughs> and I always said the only thing I didn't do in church was preached a sermon and sang a solo. <laughs> we'll get you to do that yet. <laughs> oh, no, no solos in my book. Well, we'll <laughs> sing a duet, and I'll give you two lines that you can sing by yourself. Then you can say you sung a solo. <laughs> That's something. The uh, town itself has grown. Main Street now is, well, from one end of the, from White Hill over to the uh, to the river, to the right. Crystal River. Right. And of course we have the nursing home and the senior housing, mm -hmm. and that's all such a good thing for Carbondale. You bet. And I think it, there's a lot of things that people can look at and find the good in. We just all need to work together. One time the Oddfellows Hall was, was supposed to be the highest building in town. Hmm. And now We've got several buildings that are taller than that. Right. Because there isn't room to go sideways where you go up. Mm hmm That's true. Oh. Back in the 60s and early 70s, the Methodist Church basement was a community yeah. room. Yes. And there used to be a lot of teen dances there and community dinners and wedding receptions and everything. Also, about that same time, the place that is now the near-new used to be a dance hall for the yes. adults. And the kids would have their dances over at the church, and the adults would have their dances at the Oddfellows at Hall. At the Oddfellows Hall. And, of course, we had a great big stage in the back of the Oddfellows Hall, which is gone now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we played basketball there, had pot-bellied mm -hmm. stoves in each corner, and you had to be very careful playing basketball, of course. Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit carbondalehistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at carbondalehistory.org. Thanks so much.
Stay tuned. Subscribe.